Hello, I'm Phil Svitek, 360 Creative Coach, and this is my vlog where I highlight my creative journey and try to extract the various lessons that I'm learning as well as kind of highlight the various things that I'm applying as well that I've taught before. So obviously it's an interesting time right now uh, with the pandemic. We're quarantining. I certainly hope that you are quarantining. Um, and you know, it's one of those things that uh, we'd be, you know, if if we're bored overall, that's a good thing, right? Um, it means that, uh, that you're safe. It means that um, there's not really much for you to worry about. And so I would encourage you to kind of take that and uh, be grateful for that. And I am in a very blessed position, I realize, where I still can work. Uh, for my actual job. I can also work on other projects um, and various things of that nature. So I'm trying to utilize that. And it's kind of funny because, uh, you know, there's there's people that I know and they're saying how bored they are. And it's kind of interesting to me because uh, only boring people get bored. <laughs> um, I still find myself like my workload is just as busy as ever was, if anything else, you know, I always find something else to really latch on to and, and to do. So, um, you know, my passion just shifts in different ways. Um, you know, and, and that includes like just even fun stuff, you know, you can kind of consider it that way. I've been uh, reading a little bit more. I've even gotten back into video games just a little bit more. Um, you know, I'm playing Final Fantasy X, and it's a game that came out in 2001. Um, it's got remastered for the PlayStation 4, and I never beat it in my life, and I just really want to do that. <laughs> so, um, so in that sense, like I, you know, if you kind of just do a quick um, mental shift, you, you won't be bored. Um, but um, but as much as I'm doing those things, um, they certainly don't take my, up my entire day, just, you know, an hour here, or there, whatever it may be. Really, um, as far as creatively, what I've been working on is trying to finalize my feature film. So it's it's been color corrected, the graphics are in. Now what it really needs is just the sound mix and the sound design. So I would say we're like 80% there. Um, and right now, I have someone that, that I found that, um, that is really good and sees the vision that I'm going for. And so we're working together. I found him through Upwork. And, you know, we're, we're finalizing the thing now. The thing of it is, um, you know, uh, he's kind of in a, in a position like me where there's, a, um, you know, the base priority, which is his job. So, um, so unfortunately things came up and he wasn't able to work on as much as he hoped early on, but, um, but, uh, starting soon, he will kind of really get back into it and dive in deep. And, you know, as much as it's one of those things, like I would love for the movie to just be off my plate and be done completely finished. But at the same time, you know, what, uh, what for, right? I have to kind of rethink what the marketing strategy would be, what the film festival strategy of that would be. And so there's no immediate rush. I, I just want it done just to kind of check that box. But, um, you know, uh, if nothing else, kind of through this coronavirus uh, whole ordeal, one of the things that I think we're all learning is patience. And so for me, 
you know, I just want a really good product and I, I, I know this is someone that can deliver that. And so I'm not going to stress out because there's no particular deadline that we're necessarily trying to meet apart from, you know, my own, let's just call it anxiety for lack of a better term. Um, not that it hinders it, but, um, you know, I am working on the trailer for this and, you know, when you don't have final sound for it, um, like, uh, it's not the biggest deal in the world. Um, because of course, like once the sound is fully there, I can just, um, match frame everything to the new version. So essentially I've exported out a version of the film that's without graphics and without music. And I'm cutting that together into a trailer. Um, and then when the time comes, I'll just export out a new version of the same thing, uh, offline, the current trailer, and then just rematch it to the perfectly sound edited version. Uh, again, just without music or, or, um, graphics because, you know, you want to be able to manipulate that, um, in the actual trailer yourself. Um, speaking of trailers, you know, it's, it's a very interesting thing. Like, uh, trailers is an art form and I haven't really, you know, I've done trailers for movies before, but primarily I've worked on sizzles, which are like trailers for an idea, a concept. And it's a lot of work, right? Uh, you know, you're trying to really convey a message in, in terms of trailer within two and a half minutes tops. Uh, and you know, I was talking with my friend Khalil, who's been on my podcast multiple times at this point. And we were talking about like when you're someone that is essentially doing everything from start to finish. So in the case of my movie, I was writing it right in the trenches. Um, I was doing the pre-production. I was doing the actual filming and the directing. Um, I was doing the editing. Um, I mean, everything, you know, and down to the nitty gritty, like actually in the trenches, like a true partitioner or a practitioner rather. And so when you're down to that level, by the end, you kind of feel exhausted. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely a challenge in the sense like, oh man, um, now I have to do this. And it, it's like, how do I even begin, you know, from a creative standpoint, because you want to have a fresh viewpoint as far as making the trailer. Um, but at the same time, I don't want to lie about what the movie is. Like I can certainly cut it up in, in unique ways and present, you know, something that it isn't, but that's not right. So, you know, it's, it's a kind of like a puzzle. You got to see what things um, work and, and the way you kind of begin it. I, I talk about this a lot with uh, when, whenever you're kind of creating um, a sizzle of any kind, you know, like a demo reel for an actor or host, you just kind of find select. So in the case of a movie, you watch the movie and then you select which parts uh, visually or dialogue really kind of stand out to you, right? And then you just let that be, you know, you cut out everything else and you see what you got. You know, it could be like 12 minutes, it could be 13 minutes, whatever the case may be. And then you just start, you know, those are your selects. And then you kind of start, okay, what does this look like from here? And how can we just start to build the story? And I had a good conversation with um, the two of my producers, Ian Kaiser and Courtney Stewart, and we kind of really um, highlighted like, okay, what, what do you, what would you guys like to see in this uh, trailer? And so they gave me a nice like direction to kind of go off into. Um, so, you know, it's one of those things like, uh, you know, I, I talked about in a lesson last week, like inertia builds inertia. And so I just kind of kind of continue pounding um, the the pavement sort of thing and, and just gain momentum with this trailer. And um, there's a great song from the movie that I'm utilizing as the trailer song. So I'm excited for that. Um, so we'll see, you know, um, it's, it's very much like 
early, early stages. I'm hoping to really uh, put in some work this week on it and see where it goes. And uh, ideally, you know, by the um, end of next week, perhaps I can have a version that I can put out now. Of course, that's contingent on the sound as well. So, um, but at least like if I can just lock in a version in terms of the edit, and then once the sound's in, that'll be easy to replace and so forth. Uh, the other thing I've been working on is a, a movie poster. So I utilized 99designs for this. And um, what's I, I, 99designs is great because it's like when you have an idea but don't quite have the full direction, you know, you, you, you can create a contest and kind of let various artists interpret it. And, you know, they're essentially bidding for the job and you know, you give notes, you pick a winner, and then uh, you kind of go from there. And it's really cool to kind of see how people interpreted, um, you know, what my description was. And I'm excited to, it, it's nearly complete. I just got to make alterations to the, on the bottom of the post or the credits and just kind of minor tweaks here and there. So probably like in a day or two, I'll unveil the official poster for Idol. But it's really cool. Uh, you know, sometimes you get designs that like are just way off and you're like ooh okay um but it's worth like seeing like okay that's definitely not what i want and then you get some really good ones that you never expected and you're like ooh this is a really cool direction and so um you know there's one there was a couple of ones that i really liked um i would say like four probably um but then you know i just really gravitate toward this one final winner and so that's the poster we're going with and we're making some minor tweaks here and there as i said so I'm really kind of excited to to be able to unveil that. And now, you know, speaking of ch- checking things off um, the list sort of thing, you know, to have a poster for my movie, I think that's going to be really cool. Um, you know, and that's the other thing. So, like, we, uh, the movie is now on IMDb. A couple of adjustments need to be made because there's various people missing from the credits on IMDb. But overall, like, the fact that it's there, that's a, that's a pretty big thing. It's there without an image so you know having this poster done will be really cool because we'll be able to you know put it as part of imdb and then it'll be there and when you search it, it'll have the poster so it'll really kind of it's starting to feel like it's all coming together you know it's it's kind of really really exciting in that way um as far as anything else um i'm continuing to work on my second script so you know the intent would be to shoot it um, who knows when, but, um, but right now I'm utilizing this time to really think about it. And I actually had a great conversation, um, with my book editor, Emily. Um, I said, Hey, I'm working, I'm outlining this, this, um, idea for a script. And she's like, well, I'm not, I'm not a script writer. And I said, no, no, you know, what's kind of amazing is like storytelling to me is storytelling. And so, you know, I told her like, she's very much of the vein of, you know, show don't tell, um, and so forth. And, and she's truly been phenomenal with my first novel. And so I said, like, listen, I know you're not a script writer. It's, it, I'm not, I, I just need help outlining it, you know? Storytelling to me is the same, doesn't matter what. And Emily is of the vein of like show, don't tell. And so I knew that based on her work with my novel, she would be of great benefit. And especially when you're outlining, like, there's really not much of a difference, right? I mean, on the surface, it's all the same. Um, you know, telling a great story is telling a great story. Um, so, um, you know, and then, uh, I also had another friend 
that that I talked to, and she was very beneficial. Although you know, uh, after some time, she she kind of started, you know, being like, "Is this beneficial to you?" Because it seems like all I'm doing is really criticizing your work. I said, "No, no, this is good," because uh, you know, uh, what she essentially was doing was asking various questions and allowing me to really examine and see the the holes in my logic, right? Um, and really pushed me towards those answers. Um, storytelling, you know, it's like uh, it's like an iceberg, right? You only, whether it's a book, whether it's a movie, you only see the the 10% of the top of the iceberg, and but, you know, you still have to have the world underneath. Um, it still has to make sense. There has to be that logic and so forth. And that's what I'm trying to kind of create with these various... Um, um, with this outline, right? And going back to Emily for a second, it was great because she identified like, hey, you got to, you know, think about really who is your protagonist, who is your antagonist. And um, oftentimes people think that plot and character are two separate things. They're actually the same because your characters have to react to what's happening in an, in an intrinsic way to them. And I was, you know, not that I was going about it wrong, but I had this idea of like what was going to happen, but um, but some of the things felt a little off in terms of who the characters were, and so now I gotta you know kind of really define my characters and go from there. And um, you know some people call it the snowflake method. Um, I am a student of Robert McKee, so for me it's more about like okay, starting with the outline and things like that, um, and really really spending the time early on thinking of like what is this going to look like. Versus just putting words on a page because like people think that writing is just typing away words on a page and the problem with that is they're going to be, if you don't have a direction, a clear cut direction, it's all going to be useless and you're just wasting your time. And so while on the surface it might not look like I'm doing a lot of work, I actually am because I'm really examining this and you know from all angles and trying to eliminate as much cliche and, and having it make as much logic really trying to find the the truth of it all. You know, what am I trying to say? How do I say it in the most succinct way? Whatever else may be, right? So um, so I appreciate both, both of their contributions to this outline. Um, so I continue to work on that. Um, all in all, that's kind of like, as far as my creative projects, um, that's certainly the bulk of what I've been up to. Obviously, I'm continuing these uh, these lessons and these videos that I do uh, daily. I stopped for a little bit um, early on when, when the pandemic hit um, the U.S. and so forth, just because uh, I need to kind of you know, take a step back, figure out how I was going to deal with certain things. I also, you know, a lot of my friends were, were dealing with stuff, so I wanted to be there for them on a more direct level. But, um, but now things uh, are kind of calming down, so that's good to see. And, uh, you know, I was actually listening to Brene Brown's newest uh, well, her only uh, podcast, and uh, it's called Unlocking Us. One of my friend Lauren LaGrasso produces it. Very exciting. Um, and in the latest episode, as of you know, the, me sharing this with you, uh, she talked about the notion how you know uh, if someone's anxious in a room, even just one person, that kind of spreads everywhere very quickly. But the same can happen with calmness. So if you remain calm, that can spread to other people just as easily. I think in this time of so much fear and anxiety, I think um, that's very much needed. And so I try to be that for others. And I would encourage you to try to do the best you can with that for others as well. You know, I certainly don't succeed with all the time. But, um, you know, let's, let's just continue having a sense of calmness because 
as Ryan Holiday, the author of Stillness is the Key, would say, you know, without stillness, you can't, you can't actually think. You can't get to the, the things that you're seeking, right? It's, it's just not going to work in your favor. Anyway, uh, that's what's been going on in my life uh, in general. Thank you for taking the time to tune in. If you have any questions or so forth, happy to uh, answer them for you. You can comment down below in the, in the comment section or hit me up on social media at Phil Svitek. And hope to see you uh, with another episode.